forever. Dog. Hello, Anna. Hello, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, Scary Stories, Stories to Tell, tell on the pod. pod. And wow, and we did it together. And why is that? We're in the same room again. We're in the same DR damn room. Oh, what a treat. We're in Los Angeles, California, California. home of the roads. Home of the roads and the sun um, and a very frightening fire that has already taken one life. Oh. <laughs> Bringing so <sorry>. the vibes. <laughs> To you. Oh, what, um, a, what a fun time we're going to have. I had a distinct, clear thought in my head on the way here, which was people shouldn't be here. Yeah. Oh, it makes no <laughs> sense. When you, it, you know, it's like you, when you fly here, the last like 30 minutes before you get to LA, you look down and you're like, oh, it's a desolate nowhere scape. Yeah. And then suddenly there's a city. It's a place that no one would fight over if there was a war. <laughs> I drove past a golf course and was like, how will I explain this to my grandchildren? <laughs> I know. I feel that way about a lot of parts of Florida, too, where it's like the second you get out of the most manicured area, you're like, oh, this is a full on swamp or like yeah. or like um, what, what was it called again from the dead hand called like a the, bog, a bog. Yeah, it's like a full on bog with yeah. a lot of dead trees. Um, but hey, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. This is a podcast where we talk about scary stories, urban legends. And because today is a Wednesday. It's and an urban legend day. It's an urban legend day. It's a podcast for adults who like to be spooked, whether or not it's October, which it currently is right now. And we can all agree that is exciting. But as we've said, spooky isn't seasonal. Spooky is not seasonal. You have to keep liking us after this month. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of our uh, various attempts to find catchphrases uh, to put on merch, um, I, we have been receiving a couple messages from people asking for um, I hate peace. I love war, and I'm ten thousand years old. I was which, just thinking about that today. Which, which I do think, um, if we don't make merch, like uh, maybe I myself will, because I do think that is a very fun T-shirt to have. I think it's perfect, and if that kid does find us, we'll cut him <laughs> no, in. I know. I I keep waiting for that to happen. I hope it doesn't. Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> that was just I brought with me. I hope you don't mind, Andrew. I should have asked first. I did bring with me an old cemetery gate. Oh, thank God. It's a, such a great way to make a, an entrance. It, that's your RuPaul's Drag Race entrance. I just like I know I should have my cemetery at home, but like <laughs> I don't plan well. So oh. I don't like have enough time to be at the cemetery when I'm like before I leave the house. So I just bring it with me and I, <laughs> I do it on the way. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, it's my turn to do an urban legislature. It's your today. turn, buddy. Um, and again, as we know, um, it is the spookiest time of year. I was originally going to bring in another urban legend, um, but I felt like we should do a supernatural one um, <gasps> in honor of the season. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited about this one because I do have a personal connection to it. Um, it also is handy because Anna and I have been in the process of trying to find a fun, good haunted house experience to go to. Yes. Um, while she's in town, which no, no place is open on Wednesday, which is the such a bummer. The fact that not scary farm and Halloween horror nights are not open on weekdays is actually insane considering that no one in this city has a job. Nobody. Ha- <laughs> I, I, I went to a 1 p.m. like movie on a Wednesday and it was absolutely packed. Like, yeah, there's just no, 
No one has open. a real open up. Open, open show us. us the ghosts. <laughs> Excuse me. Show, show us the ghosts. Let me look. Um, so Anna, what I've chosen today um, is uh, the legend surrounding a real, actual place called the Eastern State Penitentiary. Uh huh. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was supposed to go here with my good friend, friend of the pod, Kim Ferguson. Ooh. Um, but she, uh, we, we've been trying to make it happen since May. You have to go. Also, this it's one of those haunted houses. So they have it is a real prison mm-hmm. um, that has now been converted into a museum. And from like September through well after Halloween, there is a Im- full immersive massive haunted house that takes place within it. Um, it's so good, Anna. I, and I have I'll tie it in. Later. I don't like haunted houses. Um, this one, uh, yeah, I'll explain, I'll explain my experience to you after okay. I go through the urban legislative portion. Us, give us the raw facts and yeah. then we can opine. Great. Um, great. So, uh, first of all, Anna, do you know the difference between a prison and a penitentiary? Um, penitentiary, you get, um, you get at night, you get, <laughs> you get, everyone sits in a circle and tells, uh, a goal that they have for the wow. next day before they go to bed. You know what? That's closer than you might think. What is it? So uh, the difference between a penitentiary and a prison is that prisons are like the original way to uh, like put people in jail. Okay. Um, most of the time uh, involving something called the Auburn method. It involves uh, labor. Uh, organized labor – or not organized labor. Um, l- group labor where people have organized to be silent. Crime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it also uh, encourages uh, uh, physical punishment. Um, oh. And then this society called the Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons, oh. which is uh, today called Pennsylvania Prison Society, um, came up with this idea of a penitentiary. Now, less than half of this group were Quakers, which is probably where uh, this understanding came from. But the idea of a penitentiary is that you go there to become penitent, uh-huh. that in addition to being punished for your crimes, you were also – while you're being uh, uh, kept there, you're being rehabilitated uh, spiritually so you can go back into society as a, yeah. uh, a positive influence. Like penance. Yes, exactly. Um, which sounds great. And uh, a lot of their goals were really lovely. Um, uh, everyone – it was like very advanced. Everyone had a toilet. Everyone had a sink um, and access to water. Uh, there was mandatory outdoor time for everyone, which was kind of new. Uh, there was no uh, mandatory labor. Um, the problem is some of the other things that involve a penitentiary uh, drove uh, the prisoners insane. Um, like which what? is that uh, everyone is in solitary confinement. No. Um, the only glimpse into the outside world is a tiny little window in each cell uh, in the roof called like, the Eye of God that oh. they all had to pray to every day. Um, you got to go pray right in his eye. In fact, the doors to all the cells were purposefully made extra short so that uh, they would have to bow uh, and in some cases crawl inside of their cell. Um, as though they were kneeling before God for forgiveness, which is hard. Um, Again, they still did get outdoor time, uh, and the warden was required to visit every inmate every day and check in. Ew. In fact, guests could come to the penitentiary. Um, uh, Notably, uh, Charles Dickens came as a guest and interacted with some of the inmates there. I'm writing a thing. (laughs) 
I just wanted to really quick pick your brain. Charles um, Dickens Koenig. So what do you think of when you think of a penitentiary? <laughs> a call from someone <laughs> here now. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut, Shut up. up us. Shut up us. Um, oh, I also never said when it was built. Uh, so it was built in 1829 by John Haviland. Um, October 25th, actually, which is very close. Coming up. Coming up. Um, and so some very famous people uh, were inmates at this prison, including Al Capone, oh. although uh, his ties to the mafia made it so that he had a very swanky uh, looking cell with like light. It kind of looks like um, a little nook in a cool bar. I want to say like in Detroit. You know what I mean? Like wow. a kind of converted uh, industrial space that like now is a really trendy bar. That's what his cell sort of looked Amazing. like. Amazing. Um, I always think of that one scene in Is It Goodfellas where he's slicing the garlic with a razor blade? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's very that. It is very that. I love that. I, I love, love that. garlic. I love garlic. Should I go to prison? <laughs> Um, Now, the problem also was uh, that over time there was some oversight of prison guards and how they were treating uh, the prisoners. Too good? Um, Too good. Really, really kindly. Um, A lot of baking classes. There was a cheese pulling class that they provided. That's fun. Yeah. Um, No, that's not true. Uh, So this actually comes from National Geographic, this description. Um, so, uh, oh no, no, sorry. This one's from NPR. The harsh punishment used on prisoners are enough to make you shiver even without seeing a ghost. There was the water bath in which inmates were oh. dunked, then hung out on a wall in winter until <gasps> ice formed on their skin. Oh. The mad chair, which bound an inmate so tightly that circulation was cut off, later necessitating amputations. The iron Don't gag. In which an inmate's hands were tied behind the back and strapped to an iron collar in the mouth so that any movement caused the tongue to tear and bleed profusely. Ugh. And the hole, a dank (laughs) underground. All of these are gay club names, by the way. (laughs) The iron gag. The the hole. uh, Even the mad chair. I have God. I have God. (laughs) Water bath. I mean, water bath is really hard to get into (laughs) on only on weeknights, though. Yeah, weekends it's empty. If you're not Neil Patrick Harris or the Pope, you're not getting in. Yeah, (laughs) if you are like BD Wong's personal assistant's friend, (laughs) you can go. Um, and over time, uh, uh, the accommodations were were allowed to go to rack and ruin, um, to the point that toilets were only flushed once a week. Which is no. a big, big bummer. I feel like the food they were giving them was not um, probably not the best. Not great in terms of making your poop smaller. Oh my god! Um, flashback to when I was talking about the dry tortugas. Remember all those weeks oh, ago? That was yeah. like a prison. Yeah, the um, they have all these journals. It's from the Civil War, where it's like an island in the middle of like right off the coast of Florida, um, and uh, they have the journals of the prisoners, and they're all complaining. Um, that they're like, it's been the 40th day when all we've had is lobster. And I'm about to go out of my mind. <sighs> but to be fair, lobster without like butter, butter. or seasoning is a – it's a That's big nasty. red cockroach. They weren't cooking it well. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say that. Yeah. Let's just – let's just – I don't that. think it was grilled. Let's just put that in the clear. Um, so uh, – so – 
because, you know, Al Capone was there, clearly, this place stayed open for a long time and, in fact, was only shut down as recently as 1971. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Far too recent. Um, No, I think it should still be there. I think it's cool. (laughs) Um. So, so yeah, so, uh, so now it's known for this like massive haunted house that spans like almost two and a half months. Um, it's super cool. Um, but, but besides the haunted house itself, uh, there are also some real life hauntings. Uh, again, this is from NPR. Cell block 12 is known for echoing voices and cackling. No. Cell block six for shadowy figures darting along the walls. Again, all all of these sound like gay clubs to me. (laughs) Cell Block 12 is known for echoing voices and cackling. So It's really good. Bring your singles because the drag <laughs> there is bone. <laughs> and Cell Block 6 for shadowy figures starting along the walls. That's like there's like bears, cubs, and shadowy figures starting along the walls. You know, yeah, you're, which you're one of the like, three. It's so hard to meet other. Um, cell Block 4 for visions of ghostly faces. Uh, many people have reported seeing a silhouette of a guard in one of the towers. Ooh. Footsteps, wails, whispers, the same stories again and again. One of the most legendary tales comes from Gary Johnson, assumedly not the presidential nominee. I hope it was. <laughs> I think we, we're, America's ready for a president who believes in and has experienced. He was like, poltergeist, what's a poltergeist? And we're like, that's that embarrassing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, uh, he didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, remember? Um, he's cool. He's cool, though. Preferable. Preferable. Um, so Gary Johnson, who helps maintain the crumbling old locks at the prison. Imagine if that was your job, just focusing on caring for crumbling locks. It's an important job, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Especially at a prison. Especially if you're not flushing the damn toy toys. <laughs> Uh, in the early 1990s, Gary had just opened an old lock in cell block four when he says a force gripped him so tightly that he was unable to move. He described a negative, horrible energy that exploded out of the cell. He yeah. said tormented faces appeared on the cell walls and that one form in particular beckoned to him. Oof. But tour guide Ben Bookman says, it's a lot harder to find a believer than it is to find a skeptic here. We at East Eastern State do not claim that the prison is haunted. We run a haunted attraction. Oh. Uh, Bookman says the staff does not like to exploit the prison's darker image. Most people making TV shows. That is Lady Bird, and I'm so happy she's Lady here. Bird Dresden is here. She's here. She's present. She's haunting the stude. She looks great. Lady Bird, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's back. It's during the season, and she just I think she just gets longer walks because there's dog walkers doing it. Um <laughs> Oh my God, She's Anna! Just as muscular. Speaking what? of Lady Bird, I totally forgot. Maybe the most important uh, part of the history. Tell. Of, um, in 1924, Pennsylvania Governor Gifford, oh God, Gifford Pinchot, sentenced Pep, the cat murdering dog, an oh. actual dog, no, to a life sentence at Eastern State. Pep allegedly murdered the governor's wife's cherished cat. Oh. Prison records reflect that Pep was assigned an inmate number. An inmate number, number C2559, which is seen in his mugshot. <laughs> oh, is does it show it? Uh, no, the picture's not there. I'm sure we can find it, though. However, the reason for Pep's incarceration, <laughs> that was not Lady Bird. Everyone calm down. It's totally fine. I, I got butter hands. Sorry. <laughs> butter hands. I'm hot except for my hands. <laughs> um... However, the reason for Pep's incarceration remains a subject of some debate. A contemporary newspaper article reported that the governor donated his own dog to the prison to increase inmate morale, which, in fact, is maybe worse. 
Like that dog didn't even do anything wrong. I have questions about all of these people. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, can you imagine like you are a dog in a governor's home? Oh. And then suddenly you're you're sent to prison because he's like, you're going to cheer up all the all the convicts. That's not why. Yeah. No. Um, I found Pep's mugshot. Are you ready? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can't. It, it just says still curious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it got a pop up ad. What the fuck? I got it. I got Get it. off of my freaking nuts. Okay, here we go. I'll ready? Pop up. Okay. <gasps> oh, I would like him. You would. It's a good answer. He's a black lab. He's like a black lab. He's got a little bit of a. A mean face. He looks depressed as hell. He's very whiskery, which I love. And penitent looking, I think. He looks penitent. For whatever he did, I'm sorry. I don't know how they... Pep the dog mugshot. My mom My mom would have put our dog Grit in prison if she could have. <laughs> he One time, all my mom ever wanted, uh, for, like, she never asked for anything for Christmas. But one year she was like, I want lace curtains. When we lived in this Victorian house in New Hampshire. Oh, my God. And my dad got her these lace curtains for Christmas. She was so thrilled. She was ironing them all before hanging them. They were just about to hang. And our dog, Grit, who was a yellow lab, who was like six months old at that point, um, pulled them all down. Grit. And shit all over them. <laughs> and then my mom was like, oh, my. Like, she was really holding it together. And then she was like, Andrew, could you go through the house and see if he's, you know, defecated anywhere else so we can clean it up? And I was like, sure. I was eight years old. And um, I walked around our entire house and I came back and I realized I had stepped in the shit and had tracked it <laughs> all three flights up. No shit anywhere else, mom. <laughs> Except for behind me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to jail. Oh Both of us. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Andrew and Grit. Andrew and Grit. Grit Farmer. Grit Farmer. Also came to a shocking end. Where did. But that's for another episode. Grit, oh. Uh, no, what? Go ahead. It was given to someone when you moved? Yeah. We, and um, then was hit by a car? No, I got tricked. So I, uh, the time that I broke my back on a roller coaster the first the time. The first time. On the, on the Yankee Cannonball. Andrew has famously broken his back on a roller coaster twice. Two different times. Two different, different roller times. coasters. Um, I, it was my ninth birthday. I had just finished a surgery that had, um, made me unable to walk for six months. Uh, or no, it was like I had had it six months prior. It was like my first time really walking again. I just had my birthday at the theme park, <laughs> broke me back in the roller coaster. The next day, uh, you know, the doctor's like, his back is broken on the drive back to our house in New Hampshire. My parents are like, okay, so we have a little bit of rough news. Um, we are moving to Florida tomorrow. And when you get home, we're giving away your dog. <laughs> was your birthday. <laughs> I think it's because I ruined Brigadoon for them all those years previous. I do think it was Brigadoon and also the, the curtains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was all of it. Um, and tomorrow. so we, we came back and uh, and yeah, we had to give Grit away to a family. We were moving to Florida. Our house had sold much faster than they thought. Um, and we weren't sure if the, the, the new house would allow a dog. And so uh, we gave this dog to a, a family we knew. And then gag, they gave it to another family. No. Who renamed Grit Rainbow. That's right. And then um, I was devastated. Years passed. I was away at college. My brother uh, had moved to New Hampshire with his family. And um, he was like, oh, my God. Or somewhere through the grapevine, uh, a newspaper article had popped up that he or my mom had heard of. um, That a dog named Rainbow, a yellow lab, had pulled a child out of the ice who had fallen through the ice. (laughs) And then promptly died of a heart attack. The child didn't. The dog, uh, Rainbow, Worse. did. Worse. <laughs> and oh so then my, my God, mom Rainbow. my mom called me at college and she was like, see, you see, 
if we had given Grit away, that little kid would be dead. And I was like, they would have gotten another dog. You know, like everything, it would have been fine. Yeah, but the other dog wouldn't have been Grit. That's Grit, true. The way that the motion of pulling down the lace curtains is very, <laughs> very similar. You can't argue with this That's to pulling true. a child out of a lake. It's very similar. <laughs> oh my gosh. He really had a full arc. You that know? child was wearing a full, uh, like, uh, Stephen Nick style, like, lace, long sleeved uh, maxi dress. Can you imagine? <laughs> Like for winter with bell sleeves. Yeah, Oshkosh Bagosh. Let lace. me show the lake my fineries. <laughs> Outdoor lace collection. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still devastated by that. It's I'm a really deeply sorry. sad thing. But uh, maybe. But that, yeah, love grit. Grit must have been like 12 by then. Yeah, he was old. I mean, and yellow labs are kind of notorious for dying early and having hip dysplasia. But um, oh my god, there was a giant dog that was hired for uh, something. And so was leave me alone, leave me alone. And uh, someone came up and was like, oh, my God, how old is he? It was like truly it was a like a over 150 pounds dog. And he was very sweet and he was a very good boy. Everyone's petting him. Wow. And someone said, how old is he? And the guy said, oh, she he's he's eight. And the person was like, oh, how long do they typically live for? Good God. And he said, you know, eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god. That I think I just I, I think I just spun in a full circle in place because I couldn't handle it. I was like, I'm gonna treat myself to a spin because I'm uncomfortable. Oh my god. Don't ever ask how long any living thing will live. How long did they live? Don't, yeah, don't ask it's that. So funny. Yeah, <laughs> I could hear the person sort of rethink it halfway through and then decide it was fine. That's like being on a first date with someone and being like, "Oh, where did you vacation? How long do you plan on being alive?" Yeah, like, you know? how long do you want to date for? Mm, yeah, when like, when will uh, this end? Yeah. Um. So anyway, so yeah, so it's this. It's it's now a museum. Eastern State Penitentiary is now a museum. Um, but it's like huge thing is this massive haunted house. Um, and years ago, like in 2010, 2011 maybe, um, it was somewhere around then because I remember my bank account had forty nine dollars in, it and I remember being so worried that my my debit card would bounce in an attempt to, to go to this haunted house. Oh my god, which worth is it. peak uh, irresponsible. That's like um, church, though. A haunted house is a church. Mm-hmm. You write it up. A haunted house is a church. Um, but uh, yeah, I went there with a bunch of our friends, uh, Max, Tim, John, Kylie, and Jenny. And um, you have to sign a waiver before you go in that I think is like for effect to be like, it's so scary. You might, you know. Yeah, if your heart and brain explode. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when you're waiting in line, like horror performers come up to you and they're like people on stilts and stuff. And I remember um, a man came up to me who was dressed like a skeleton and he was kind of like roasting people as he went up and down the aisles and was saying like really mean things to people. And I was like, oh, God, what's he going to say to me? And um, I was talking to my friends and then I kind of glanced up at him and he said, what are you looking at, Jim Henson? Oh. And I was like, oh. I was kind of flattered. It was at a particular time in my life when I had a longer beard and longer hair. Yeah. Um, So I was like, I got off great. Maybe he was hitting on me. Um, So then you go in and and you're in this like – 
basically the haunted house is the line through the haunted house. So you're like constantly moving through this space, but each area has a different theme. Okay. And one of them was called blackout and they, it's oh, in total darkness no, 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 and they like give that. you no, no, no. a purposefully flickery flashlight No. and you're only allowed to go in two at a time. And it was me and our friend Jenny Donheiser. And, Good. Um, That's someone that I'd want to be in. Oh a, my god! With she, a flickering flashlight. I can't do just. There's. I'm. I'm going. I, I'm not even going to attempt uh, to impersonate the noise she made when we were going through. But I will try my best to describe it. Please. So, um, we walk into this massive corridor, which is like the main corridor where actually all of the prisoners would be. Good. Um, and it's like this huge empty space, and in it, just so you can see, like by a flickering, flickering flashlight. The corridor is filled with mannequins no. with black hoods over their heads. Oh, no. And so obviously you step in there. You're like, I know for sure some of these are mannequins and some of these are real people and they're going to jump out and spook me. Um, so we were prepared for that. We walked through the whole space. Twist, Anna. All of them are mannequins. No real ones. So then it's like, what an amazing fake out. We breathe a sigh of relief. We turn the corner and there is one real person with a black sack over there who jumped out at us. And it was very scary. But that did not elicit the biggest reaction. <laughs> Instead, um, <laughs> I'll never forget this as long as I live. We turned another corner. There was such anticipation and <laughs> just not even a part of the haunted house. There was just a staircase and – Jenny Donheiser gave a blood curdling scream at the staircase. <laughs> like I can't like Wah! like it, oh. it just couldn't. We've have talked been. about staircases are scary. Inherently scary. And that people was fall and die. And that was like later I was like, what elicited that reaction? And she was like, the concept of going upstairs when I was in such a like traumatic headspace. She's like, I couldn't even fathom it. So I had to have some sort of release. You gotta. Also, they hire children, which that was a really oh yeah that no. was a, there was kind of a, a weird like burn unit part of the haunted house hey. which I was like don't do this and there was a there was some a being so small that I was like well that's clearly a prop we're safe not a prop must have been a toddler a human child yeah like jumped out very scary sound um safe on the up and up yeah I feel like someone would kick and that child was Abigail Breslin look how far she came and she. <laughs> I really have nothing. <laughs> I think uh, I, re- I thought you were waiting for to say something in unison with me, and I was like, "Oh God, I am." No, I just usually open my mouth and expect by the time air passes over my vocal cords, I'll know what to say. That's because you have an amazing batting average of funny things to say. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go up for a joke and be like, mm, "I got nothing." <laughs> Sorry. I just remembered something. What? <laughs> oh no. Because I was gonna say, oh, that's like when a ma- <laughs> that's like when a magician purposely messes up the first trick so that the rest of it looks impressive. Uh huh. <laughs> We're at a restaurant, and I was sitting with my friends. I had like gotten up and then sat back down, and there was a man sitting with us. And I was like, oh, I guess it's someone that someone knows, and. Uh, one of my friends leaned over and it was like a weird shaped table. So they were kind mm. of far away. My friend leaned over and was like, there's a magician here. Uh Oh, like, okay. We we're chatting. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I think that that is X unnamed famous magician. <gasps> <laughs> the two of us, like, 
but we were mostly just going on. I was like chatting with my friends and I kept looking oh. and he was like taking out cards and stuff. Oh. And um, I Googled him and it was him. <gasps> it was a famous magician who and was just going around to different tables. Oh, he wasn't just eating there. He was also there. Okay. Mm. There's a great, not a magician, <laughs> but, um, and also not an ex-famous person, but um, at this very funny Italian restaurant in uh, in Los Feliz called Palermo. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a man who plays an accordion, like a really like classic accordion, and he looks very much like a character. And then he has these amazing, super intense boots covered in um, Jewish stars. Oh. And um and we like I we just love hearing him play accordion and it's like it's like he does like top forty hits on accordion, um Good. yeah like uh, Katy Perry's Nuth just because it's over doesn't mean it's really like he like plays it on accordion. oh wow yeah it's nuts very current um yeah he st- he keeps up and uh, someone was like <laughs> I feel like I was listening to my favorite murder and they brought him up um as like as like oh that's like a famous person who does like bar mitzvahs and I thought what a great what a great and weird choice for a bar mitzvah to have, like, an Italian-style accordion player. But clearly, if if not Jewish, clearly an appreciator of Jewish culture. Um, like, wh- like, what would we, the theme be of that bar? We bar had mitzvah? that at the last family Christmas party. My fa- my mom's side of the family, it's Irish Catholic, and, like, yeah. her mom was one of nine, and, like, oh a bunch of people have nine kids. And my mom was one of six, so there's just, like— 200 people with the same face in a firehouse every year. Um, and then apparently an old, a thing that they would do all the time that they just did last year for the first time in a while was hiring an accordion player Wow! to play Christmas songs. It's very impressive. It was cool. Yeah. They also have a guy at Uncle Giuseppe's in Massapequa <gasps> who plays accordion on certain days and just walks around with like a microphone headset oh through the God. aisles. Oh my God. I love Uncle Giuseppe's. There's a, there's an accordion player. That's pro- right. You've yeah. been there. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, Chris's parents always like used to send us home with like they would sp- would have bought meals from Uncle Giuseppe's to send us home with. Oh, God, um, that's nice. Some real treats. Um, that's like the special supermarket my mom will go to if she like is really excited that I'm coming home. <laughs> I know. Isn't it nice to have a special supermarket? We have yeah. an Italian one called Carmine's in Florida that, that my mom does that for. That's nice. Um, so, yeah. So that is the deal with the Eastern State Penitentiary. Good story, Andrew. I think it's um, – if you haven't been before and if you live within two hours of there, absolutely go. It's such a blast. Um, it's a yeah. little expensive, as I recall, but it's worth it. But also, like, during the year, they have ghost hunting tours, too. Yeah, which is so, which might even be preferable if you're looking you for a genuine I think you can stay overnight, experience. too. <gasps> I think that's what me and Kim were looking at. In the cells? I don't know. In the cells? In the cells? In the cells? <laughs> Um, wow. I think so. I haunted – I mean if I were – yeah, th- that's why uh, – I've said it before. Like sanitariums and prisons seem to be so so rife for hauntings because people just must be so mad. You know what I mean? Like all that negative energy left it's behind. Like people just be so too. mad at being mistreated, you know? Yeah, the frustration and the like – the humanity that can't escape I know. those Ugh. walls is bad. Yeah, there's um, – Probably in the future we'll do one about Danvers, uh, Danvers Institution, which is like in uh, in Massachusetts somewhere. And our friend Alex Johnson, his grandparents are from there, and he has like an insane story about when the institution Ooh. shut down, and they just let people, they just like sent people off. You yeah, know, that's right? Yeah. Oh my God! It was that his grandmother got home. Um, the grandfather was out of town. I I hope I'm not misrepresenting this. Um, and she heard swinging in the backyard. No, they had a swing. I've set. heard this story. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Keep saying. 
And um, she heard the swinging and she was like, it's not a windy night. That's weird. And she turned on the deck light and there was just a naked man swinging. <laughs> Lady Bird. Lady, Bird Lady Bird just made the sound of a naked man swinging. <laughs> um, um, yeah, there was a naked man swinging. Naked. And, then, and then she like – I think knew immediately what the deal was. Was she in the house? Yeah. Okay. And I think, and I think it wasn't that she, I think she was worried for the person because it was also Massachusetts, I'm Wrong. assuming in the winter. No. And, uh, and w- like went to call somebody. And then when she went back, he was just gone, which is, oh, which is really hard. We can agree worse. We can agree. He was under the house at that point. <laughs> he was doing the visit. He was, he doing was galloping. The vi- <gasps> oh, Remember? that's a good one. That movie fucked me up for a long time. Yeah. It, I, that one really, um, bought back a grace period for M. Night Shyamalan, didn't it? You know, like, it, I think w- so. it did not, he was, his name was like not all over the posters or anything. No. But that was great. And, uh, what's her name? Who was the lead in, uh, August Sausage County? Catherine Hahn? Uh, no. Um, the grandmother. Uh, oh. won, won the Tony for best actress. Deanna Dunnigan. She's so good in that movie. You're classy. I don't know anything. <laughs> I've never been in No, I'm just gay. <laughs> you just know actresses. I'm um, gay. It's the rule. Oh, my God. Oh. Andrew, that was good. Thank you. This I, It's so nice being in the same room doing this. I know. Um, my little dork. Lady is just singing. I love it. I love it. Uh, it's now time for our closing segment on Wednesdays that we'd like to call – Scary, scary ideas, ideas for, that, for, for things that, that could, could happen. happen. Yes. <laughs> We're never going to nail down exactly what it is because then the magic would leave. Yeah. If you, if like people talking in unison really like gets you going, like you're in the wrong place. We can't do it. Um, Anna, do you have one? I do. Great. Okay. Um, I went into a farmhouse uh, that my – oh, shush – that my aunt and uncle owned and I went downstairs in the morning and was going to make eggs and I took a very old pan off the rack and put it on the gas stove and turned on the pan to heat it up to put oil on it and then when I heated it up you could see slowly you could see a screaming face in the pan and then I made eggs (laughs) And I did a bad job. <laughs> that could happen. That could happen. <laughs> it's really, we should have Ladybird here all the time to provide background anxiety. She's singing. There's no like dog bed at the place we're staying. So she just hasn't felt settled all day. Oh gosh. I know the feeling. We got we to gotta put a pile of blankets on the floor. Yeah. It's like joining. What? It's like seeing friends what? at a restaurant and they're like, pull up a chair. And you're like, there's clearly not room here. Um. Anna, that was a really scary one. And that is a thing that can happen. I do, I do. Go. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night because my alarm clock display seemed brighter than usual. And, uh, And I could see it blinking and flashing in my room. And so finally I just unplugged it. And the blinking and flashing continued and I looked around for the source of it and outside my window I saw two big bright blinking eyes no that could happen oh my god that was scary for me <laughs> thank you and ladybird did provide foley for the sound of a um uh, alarm clock being unplugged yeah ladybird um shakes her head and her ears are such giant airplane wings that they slap 
so hard. And she slapped my face a little bit with her ear, and I liked it. Or it was really on the ear can. (laughs) Oh, Anna, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, Is she being cute? I think that's it for today, right? Yeah, I think my dog's being cute, so I think I think that's it. That's the cue. Um, thank you all for listening. I yeah. hope you like it. It's okay if you don't. That's okay. Um, but I'd prefer if you did. <laughs> you know, if you could, if you could like it, we'd really appreciate that. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> if you could do one more thing for us, yeah, just really quick, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.